Good morning. Man, what a great song that was. We're here again at Gates of the City on this Sunday morning and again preaching to empty chairs, but we're thankful that we're preaching, thankful that we're able to bring the Word. Um, the next two Sundays, just depending on if we're in services here or we're, we're still doing this uh, online uh, on social media, um, uh, the next two s services are our Easter services, um, the Sunday before Easter and then Easter Sunday. And so we've got a couple of really great messages that we'll bring around Easter and some other things. And so just excited about it, but I'm excited to bring this word today. And, and um, uh, th this is the third message uh, that I've brought on no fear. There not being fear in our lives. And I, I mentioned last week that no fear doesn't mean that there's not opportunities to be afraid. There's not fearful situations around. I mean, we're right now in, in, in the midst of a pandemic that, has, that, that a lot of people have never seen or faced ever before. And, you know, there's just a lot of fear out there. And, so, and, and there's reasons to be afraid, but it's not, it's not that... Fear doesn't come, but when it comes, what do you do with it when it comes? Um, I heard this years ago. Uh, I don't know who I heard it from, so I've kind of made it my own. But when you fear something, you give it power over you. When you fear something in life, you give it power over you. Again, there's opportunities to be afraid, uh, but we don't have to be afraid because we've got God on our side. We've got God inside of us. If you're born again, God is in you and he's around you. He's got our best interest at heart. I mean, God is, he's all about what we're up against. Heaven is not freaking out over this, uh, over this virus or over anything that any one of us are facing. Anything that we're facing today, it's more than just the virus, it's the effects of the virus that have attacked people's finances, their jobs, their future, all those kind of things. And, and thoughts from other people and, and ultimately from the enemy wants you to believe that God's not big enough to handle whatever it is that we face in life. Well, that's what we're talking about today, living a life with no fear even though there's fear all around you and that you face fear, living a life of no fear. Because, because we don't want to give this virus or the effects of this virus power over our lives. Um, kind of uh, in, this, in this series, we've had a foundational scripture found in Psalm 34 and verse 4. And David said, King David said this, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. When he said this in this passage here, he, he, he had a bounty on his head. Uh, the king of Israel, Saul, uh, was jealous of David, jealous of David's life and, and, and all, how, how the, the presence of God and the anointing of God and the favor of God was on him. And he was jealous of it. I mean, literally, he was jealous. And, and so he had a bounty on his head. And David had some things to be afraid of. But when he sought the Lord, the first thing that happened wasn't David getting out of the situation that he was in. He, God didn't take him out of the situation. He delivered him of all the fears that he was facing. And, and, and I think that there's some, there's some truth to that because 
Because if we get rid of the fear, then, then in many cases, the natural circumstances that we're afraid of are removed. But if we give in to the fears of the circumstances, like I said earlier, what you fear, it'll control you. It'll control your life. You give it power to control you. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be as David, and I, I, I am choosing to seek God and His way of doing things. And as we tap into that, we're delivered of all fears. You say, well, it's not that easy. Well, maybe it's not easy, but it's that simple. I promise you. It's not easy. Not, not, nothing that you're gonna, that's going to produce real reward is easy, but it's that simple. You trust God. He delivers you of all fear, and your circumstances change. And I say, there's, I say that in what we're facing right now, it's no different. It's absolutely no different. I think that fear... Has, has, is magnifying what we're facing. I'm not taking away from it. I mean, you, you see, we're seeing, you know, on the news, people dying all, all over, you know, around the nation, people are dying, around the world, people are dying. I'm not taking away from that at all. But I'm just saying, we're not going to allow fear to control our lives and, and keep us in bondage and keep us from fulfilling what God's purpose and plan is in our lives. Second Timothy 1.7, I read this also last week, and I'm reading this in the New Living Translation. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but He's given us power, love, and, and self-discipline. And I'll tell you today, if God hasn't given you fear, then I'm telling you right now, don't receive it. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that, that you don't have fear thoughts and you hear this person got something or someone's contracted it over here or, you know, something's happened to another person or, you know, uh, finances are tight or whatever. It doesn't mean that it's not, you're not faced with it, but it's not from God. The fear is not from God. And if it's not from God, we don't have to take it. But what he does give us is a spirit of love and of, uh, uh, of peace and, and sound mind and, and, and discipline in our lives to where we can tap into what God's will and his plan is. I've been making this statement a lot lately uh, in my messages that God has already made a way, even though it may seem like there's no way. That's what we want to connect with and be a part of is the way that he has for us to walk through this. You know, the Bible never says that bad things don't come, but when they come, he's our answer. And he will lead you and I out of anything that we face. And we can be assured of that every single time. <clears throat> I have this passage that I want to read today. And I like something here because in this passage, it's found in Genesis chapter 3. It's the first fear that mankind as we know it faced. It's the first talk of fear for, for the mankind that we know of. If you believe the Bible and, and, and the time frame of the Bible, this is the first act or, or uh, uh, words of fear that were talked about in the Word of God. Um, in Genesis 3, in verse 10, um, Adam and Eve were, were, had, had been given instructions in the garden, told not to eat the fruit. You can, every, everything is yours. You together, I mean, I mean, it's like a honeymoon experience here, you know, in the Garden of Eden. It's all yours. Just don't mess with the fruit in the middle of the garden. Well, 
things happened and they did and, and it happened and it, they separated and they separated from God and all the things happened as a result of them doing what they were instructed not to do. And in Genesis 3.10, it says, So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. Adam said this to God. I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself and he said, who told you you were naked? He said, who told you that you were that way? He heard his voice and he was afraid. And God asked him, who told you that you were naked? My question today with fear is, who told you that you're going to get sick? Where'd you hear that from? Who told you that you're going to die? Where'd you hear that from? Who told you that you possibly could go bankrupt and go under? Who told you that? Lies of the enemy try to come and convince us of things that are not true. And as God was trying to show Adam and Eve, you don't want to listen. You don't want to give in to that because when you give in to the fear, then it's going to create all kinds of other issues in your life. I mean, all types of things happen for not only Adam and Eve, but for all of mankind because they gave in to the fear and they listened to a voice that was not God. They listened to a voice that was not God. And I'm telling you today, in all the things that, all the, all the panic and all the things that we are faced with today and that we see everywhere, there's all kinds of voices telling us things that are lies and they're not true, especially when you're trusting God. If you're trusting God and, and, and you're tapping into what God's plan is, remember I said God has made a way. He's already made a way, just like the song said. God has made a way even when it seems like there's not a way. So if we focus and spend all our time on what seems to be the way it's going to be, then you're going to be talked out of believing that God already has a way. I'm telling you today, God has a way and it's a good way. Proverbs 16, 25, uh, I really like this verse. He says, there's a way that seems right, but the end is death and destruction. There's a way that seems right. We don't want to go with that seems right way. <laughs> we want to go with what is right. We want to go with God's plan. And, and, and I'm excited about, you know, even, you know, I, I'm not excited about the virus, but I'm just excited about the God that I know that will set me free and deliver me from anything that I face. That's what I'm excited about. And I want to share a couple things with you to encourage you how to tap into that trust on a day-to-day -day basis. If you've never, if you've never practiced and, and worked on and developing a daily routine in, 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 in a relationship with God, I'm telling you, there's no day like the present to start doing that. That doesn't mean that all your circumstances are going to change. That just means you're going to develop trusting God instead of being moved by what you see. You know, everywhere people are moved by what they see. Well, I want to be somebody because of God, not because of how good I am, because how great He is. I want to be somebody that is calm within myself, trusting God, so I can help other people learn how to trust God, not be moved by the fears. You know, because the, the, what we're facing right now is here today, yeah, but it'll be gone. The, this too will pass. It, 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 it will pass. But there'll be other things that happen and come. And we want to trust God through this, 
to become stronger in who we are. Listen, listen, what you go through doesn't teach you anything. It's God in the midst of what you go through. Go, whatever you go through, it's God in the midst of that. That's what teaches you. That's what convinces you that God is more real than what you see. And God has that plan, and He wants you to tap into that plan today. Man, I'm excited that we're all in a place where we're going to tap into that plan and understand what it is. And I like this verse of Scripture also. It's found in Hebrews 2 and in verse 14. And I'm just going to read the second half of verse 14 and verse 15. <clears throat> and it says that through death, he, Jesus, might destroy him who had the power of death. And the word there, death, is not just like going to the grave. Uh, it's like death and destruction. He had the power to destroy and destroy people's lives. How? Through thoughts. Through thoughts. The only thing that the enemy has, the only upper hand the enemy has in our lives today is what we give him through giving into the thoughts that we have in our mind. He said, Jesus, that Jesus might destroy him. This is Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. That Jesus might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. If you're sitting there today, I'm going to ask you to repeat something, say the devil. You know, some people say, well, that's, you know, that, that, that's just a figure of speech and, you know, he's just a character in the Bible or whatever. No, the devil's real. Uh, he, one of his names was Lucifer. Uh, you know, the devil is, is a real being. He's a spiritual being, but he's real. And Jesus came to destroy him. And that's what he did. And watch this. Who did he, he destroyed him for who? He destroyed him who is the devil and released those who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. Before Jesus came, people were subject to this bondage of fear, fear of dying, fear of this, fear of this happening. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, like what people are experiencing as they're dealing with fear with this virus. Well, the devil's behind that. Jesus destroyed the devil and, and all those who were afraid of what the virus could do, what, what not having finances could do, all these things. It's all the fear of death, of dying. If a person's afraid to fly in an airplane, what are they really afraid of? They're afraid the airplane's going to crash and they're going to die. God doesn't want us to be afraid of death. Separation from this body is in the presence of the Lord. We don't have to be afraid of that. God wants us to have confidence and know that He is real, but He wants us to live in peace on this planet. He wants us to live in confidence that He will do what His Word says it will do. That's why you have to know Him. David said, I sought the Lord. That meant David had a relationship with Him. So when all of the fears that came against David about that Saul was going to take him out, had a bounty on his head, Saul was going to take him out, instead, instead of giving into the, the thoughts and all the, the words and everything that was being said about what Saul was going to do to him. He didn't give in to that. He turned to the Lord and the Lord delivered him of all that fear. And when the, when the, the fear, he was delivered of the fear, then his circumstance changed. And it, it all turned for the good. And I'm telling you, our circumstances, you know, the fear is there. And, and what's going on with the virus today is, is it, it's real. It's in our face. It's, it's, it, it, it's touching people's bodies. It's coming against people. But I'm telling you, God has the answer for it. 
And it's what Jesus Christ did in destroying the devil and liberating us from the fear that God can't do what he said he can do. I'm telling you, he can do it. He can do it. He can deliver us from the fear of the death of of relationships, the death of like sickness in the body that is going to take us out, the the death of our financial situation, our careers. Um, you know, e- even the even even people that feel like they'll never be good enough. There, there's like a a death and destruction. Uh, mentality that's there that comes from voices telling you you're never good enough you you'll never measure up in life I say it's all a lie and it all comes from the devil and the devil's been defeated and Jesus Christ is truly Lord of all and everything in his word that he said that he will do for us he's already actually done for us we just have to believe it and tap into it that's why we have to get rid of the fear so that we can see clearly hear clearly and do the things that God has asked us to do I love this verse of scripture. It's found in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 25. And this is in the message translation. It says, the fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. I'll read that again. The fear of human opinion, it disables. It'll disable you. I mean, it will shut you down, paralyze you, cause you to feel like there's no way in the world that you're going to able to do anything. You just don't, you don't even want to get up and, and try to accomplish anything. In these times when we've been asked to stay home, we've been asked to, you know, uh, not have services, when we've been asked to certain people to not go to their jobs and, and all these kind of things, uh, the dining rooms of restaurants have closed, you know, some stores have closed, those kind of things. And, and, and all this that's happened in this, you know, we're going to do and obey the laws of the land, but God doesn't want you to be disabled. He wants you to look for opportunities to be a blessing. We have to do what they've asked, but you know what? We have to improvise. We have to, we have to make sure that we keep doing what God wants us to do and stay in faith in that and not let fear just totally shut us down, disable us. I'll read that again. The fear of human opinion which is a bunch of that out there right now, it disables. But trusting God protects you from what human opinion, actually what the lies of the enemy say. It protects us from that. So actually, what I'm trying to get over to you is, and and, and I want to end today in this message, I want to end with a certain passage that I want to just spend a few minutes on. And, and kind of the, the question is, and, and I, I hear people having this question, even in the things that I'm sharing today, how do you trust in the midst of fear? Because, you know, some people are in a pl- place of just outright panic because what they're listening to all the time is how bad everything is. I'm not saying that things aren't bad or, or that there's, there are certain concerns out there. But God, in the midst of it, wants us to trust Him. And those that trust in God are delivered from that fear that public opinion gives. It delivers us. And David, what was he delivered of? He was delivered of the fear 
that Saul was going to kill him and take him out. He was delivered to that fear. And when he got delivered to that fear, Saul couldn't do it. Why? Because he was protected by God. He had a relationship with God, and he turned to God instead of running from God or trying to figure it out on, on his own. I don't want to figure out the issues that I'm facing today. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of issues. As a pastor, I'm, I got a lot of issues where church and, and other things are concerned, you know. My concerns for the people of this church, their businesses, their jobs, all the things that they're doing. You know, there, there's a lot of things you could worry about. I'm turning to Him. I'm looking to Him and Him alone. Nothing else. Only to Him. And then when you turn to God, He'll show you what to do. You don't just sit around and do nothing. No, we've got, to, we've got to be proactive in this in this time. Even though you may not be able to do certain things that you think you want to do, don't go do those things anyway. Not, not if, you're, if our president and our governor and our mayors of our cities have asked us to do certain things. We've got to obey the laws of the land. That's what the Word says. But we can improvise and learn how to make a difference uh, in other people's lives in other ways. And that's why we have to tap into the things of God and what God is saying. But I want to read this passage of Scripture. Well, it's actually two verses. And I'm reading it in the New Living Translation. It's found in Philippians 4 and verse 6 and 7. He says, don't worry about anything. So what I'm saying to you is, how do you trust God in the midst of fear? How do you trust in the midst of the fear that you face? He said this, don't worry about anything. Listen, God's Word wouldn't tell you to not worry about anything if you didn't have the capability already in the inside of you to not worry about anything. You know, if you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior in your life, if you've accepted Him as, the, as Savior, then everything that you need is already on the inside of you. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a child that's conceived in the womb. The moment that child is conceived, they're a complete person. I... Probably some people don't believe that. I'm just telling you, I know that. Uh, that uh, scientifically, it's been proven. That, but the Bible says you're complete the moment you're conceived. And when, you're con- when a person's conceived, they're complete. But when you get born again, you're complete in Him. Everything that you'll need to operate in life is inside of you. And, and so He wouldn't tell you, God wouldn't tell you, to worry about nothing if you didn't have the capability to, 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 to worry about nothing. He wouldn't tell you that. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, as you turn toward Him. So, just, just a simple little example, okay? Simple little example that we have to put to work to develop this relationship to connect with God the way David did. David praised God. He went to Him. He didn't run from him in difficult times. He ran to him and the Lord delivered him of all his fears. Today, I'm believing God is delivering you from all fear in your life. If you will choose to go before God and say something like this, Lord, you told me to worry about nothing. I've got thoughts of fear just trying to overtake me. But today, I'm thanking you 
that you've liberated me, you've set me free through the blood of Jesus. And today you told me that I could not, I, I don't have to worry about anything and that I have the capability of doing that. So today I purpose to do that, to not worry or be fretful or upset about anything. But today, Lord, I thank you that you've healed my body. I thank you, Lord, that you're leading and guiding me. I thank you that you're showing me what to do in the days ahead, in the things that I face. Lord, I've got some difficulties in my life, but I thank you that you're revealing to me and showing me what those are. And you know what the Bible says? If you'll do things like that, if you'll just practice something simple like that, the Bible says the peace of God will come on you and overtake you and guard your heart from all of the voices that are out there. Like the Message Bible said, the fear of human opinion. It'll protect your heart from that. And, and, and listen, listen, if you don't find yourself praising God and thanking Him for what His Word says that He's done for you, then you're going to meditate on what public opinion is saying, what everybody else is saying, and it'll lead you and keep you in bondage to fear when you don't have to stay there. You have a God that loves you. You have a God that is already sent his son to die for you and liberate you. We're entering into the Easter season, which is all about what Jesus did for us. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no greater day like today to be alive, to be able to trust God in the midst of the storm. We're not denying the storm. We're not denying what's out there and the things that we're faced with. But I'm telling you, I'm challenging you today to begin daily finding a daily routine of praising him and thanking him for the good things that he has done. If he did that for David and that was on the other side of the cross, he'll do it for you today. As you turn toward him, watch him deliver you of all fear and then deliver you out of the difficulties of the situations that you face. Today I'm telling you that I believe that God has your best interest at heart I'm believing for you to be able to overcome anything that you're facing. And you know what? If God is for you, nobody can be against you. Not anybody or anything can be against you or against your life if God is for you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you today, God is for you. It's been a joy to, to bring this word. And I just want to pray over you today and speak over you as, as I end this message. Father, I thank you that your word is alive, it's well, it's true. And the word that I've delivered today is not going to return void, but it's going to accomplish what you set it out to accomplish. And I believe for great things happening in the lives of the people. I declare today that the coronavirus, that, that the spread of that is stopping. It is stopping in its tracks in the name of Jesus. I declare today that it will not continue to destroy and take people out. I declare that it is under the name of Jesus and it has no right and authority to continue to prevail the way it has appeared to prevail. I thank you that Jesus died for all of humanity, that humanity would be liberated and set free. And today we honor you and we give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.